Hi, this is David Vinson, and I'm the superintendent of schools for the Wiley Independent School District, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda Martin. Hi, I am the Director of Counseling Services and the Wiley Way, and welcome to the Achieving Kids podcast. Our goal is to provide a better understanding of how the decisions we make help promote the best interests of our kids and community. We will tackle big subjects, entertain different viewpoints, but the focus will always be on equipping you with the strategies that will help them become Achieving Kids. Amanda, this is my favorite time of year, grit and preparation. I know. And there is a lot of grit and a lot of preparation that's happening. It's almost spring break. Everybody's like bearing down, getting ready. to. Can we make it? Yes. It's going to be great. And this is going to be the best podcast we've ever had because we have the smartest, most awesome kids that we've ever had yeah. on the podcast. Chosen by their principles. Chosen by their principles. Were you ever chosen by your principal? To- no. Not to, I, I don't think podcasts even existed when I was in high school, but definitely not for something like I was, this. I was chosen for the things, but it wasn't typically possible. <laughs> At any rate, so we're going to talk a little about grit and preparation and how it works in college. And so with that, we've got some really special guests and we have the extraordinary Amy Andrews, who runs all of our counselors and our counseling programs. Amy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me today. So would you tell the audience a little bit about what you do? Sure. Um, It's wonderful. I get to work with our counselors in our district and specifically um, with high school, kind of what we're going to talk about today, um, make sure that they're equipped to um, get you guys ready to go off and be your best selves after you graduate and leave Wiley ISD. So I'm the counseling coordinator here and I I support them in that. So I also, uh, the, the best way to do anything is ask someone's mom. And I've asked all of y'all's mom a lot of things. And so I uh, emailed uh, Devin Chalky's mom. Devin, and she, she's on Zoom with us from, the, from, tell us where you're from and what you do, Devin. Um, so my name is Devin. Um, I'm currently a first year electrical and computer engineering major at the University of Texas at Austin. And I graduated from Wiley High back in 2022, uh, May. So That's awesome. National Merit Scholar, great softball player and a good human. Okay, now, <laughs> our seniors. Let's go to my Wiley East Raider first. Howdy, everyone. My name is Michaela Hodge, and I'm a senior at Wiley East. I'm a book enthusiast, a crochet connoisseur, the president of Diversity Club, and an NHS treasurer. And I'm going to be majoring in government, and right now I'm going to UT, so hook them. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Yes. <laughs> do, do you, you forgot drill team. Oh, yeah. I'm also on drill team. A couple more weeks left. So. She's like, the list is so long. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember it all. Devin forgot last year that she was a National Merit Scholar. So, you know, the thing was, was without <laughs> introducing her. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> oh, hey, y'all. My name is Maddie Butler. I'm a current senior at Wiley High. I'm a social officer on the Pirate Pay Sitters. I'm the vice president of Planner Club and French Club. Um, I'm in Skills USA, and we're going to state at the end of March. So I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited for that. Um, I will be going to Midwestern State University and majoring in mass communication. So Amazing. we these guys are on our Superintendent's Advisory Council, and we were talking, Devin, with them a couple of weeks ago, saying, or maybe not that long ago, we could feel the stress in their voice and see it on their body that it's that time where you're deciding what you're going to do and getting ready to go to college. And so what I was hoping to do is maybe you guys could be some examples and give some advice, and then Devin being here, actually one year in and killing it at the University of Texas, we could kind of talk to moms, dads, kids about what we can do to uh, help them have a successful graduation in college. So let's get her kicked off. What what, what, what do we want to talk about? Okay, Devin, can we start with you? Because you've 
across to the other side, right? <laughs> You're not even in Wiley right now talking with us. So <laughs> what was it like when you started college? Like, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? How did it go? Yeah, I know. It was definitely, you know, brand new experience. Um, I was very excited. Um, I feel like coming out of high school, I had all of these like really big expectations and goals for myself. And um, I saw it almost as a way to kind of uh, start anew. But I, I feel like I definitely took the adjustment for granted. Um, and it was hard, you know, leaving home. Um, my parents are like my rock. So, you know, it was go coming to Austin and leaving them behind was definitely kind of a struggle sometimes um, that I couldn't like go back and, you know, have dinner with them every night. So um, I feel like it was it was hard adjusting and finding a community. Um, but since then, you know, I've been trying to get involved. I've met a lot of great people here and um, I love my classes. Um, I have some really great professors. So there's a lot of great things to college, but there's also, I feel like sometimes uh, people don't talk a lot about how hard the adjustment is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's been great so far. Well, you're looking at two lovely ladies that are about to do this same thing. What would be maybe something that surprised you about college or maybe a, a tip that they could think about when they're going on to the next level? I think like going back to kind of what I said, um, do everything you can to find a community, like set that as your number one priority. I, I don't want to say more than like your studies, but like, honestly, sometimes it, it, it's, it's essential for you getting into and arriving on campus and kind of finding your place. Um, cause a lot, a lot of people, they realize once they get to college that they've left behind a very strong support system back mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you're starting over, you don't have the people who have been with you for so many years. Um, and the only way to kind of overcome that is, going out, getting involved in organizations, uh, you know, turning to the person next to you in class and introducing yourself and, and kind of getting outside of your comfort zone. But um, those people are going to be what helps you kind of uh, adjust to life in college. So. Yeah. And you mentioned that you're at UT and Michaela, you said you're headed that way. And Maddie talked about where she's going too. So this will be for both of you girls in here. What, how did you choose your college? I mean, we're going to have people listening to this. So think about like those that are coming after you. Like, how did you choose? How did you, what was your selection process like? So my process has been a little bit different. I'm applying mostly Ivy. So a lot of my results aren't back yet. Okay. I always, I never thought that I would go to school in Texas, but I have um, a few teachers at school who have children who go to UT Austin mm -hmm. and we were talking about it. So over March, over Actually, a few weeks ago, I went and toured UT, and I applied for auto-admit, and it just had a really great program for government, and I went to campus, and I fell in love. There's just so many opportunities, so many clubs, and that's my biggest thing, is okay. I want to be super involved in campus. I really like spirit organizations. I think I get that from Drill Team. Mm -hmm. We're very much involved in campus, mm -hmm. so I wanted to have a community where it felt big, like I was in a city, but I could also still stay involved, and I felt like UT offered that for me. It's not set in stone, because I still am waiting on six yeah. out of eight of my schools, <laughs> but UT is definitely my top choice at the moment. That's awesome. Uh, for me, it was kind of deciding on like where my priorities were in a school. So I knew I didn't want 
to be like a face in the crowd. I didn't want to be a number. I wanted to have smaller class sizes, more similar to what I'm used to at my high school. I wanted to feel safe on campus. I didn't want to have to drive super far. So those were all things that kind of really narrowed down my search a lot. And I didn't want to leave Texas. Like that was automatically a no for me. So for me, Midwestern was definitely like, I had two different options I was deciding between. So then the last final deciding factor was Midwestern had my major and the other college didn't. So I had, I went with the one that had my major to make sure that I was going to get the most out of my college experience and the most out of my degree so that I would be able to go and do things I want to do. We have talked about that before where sometimes people are just in love with the school, which is not a problem, but if they don't offer your interest... Absolutely. I loved the other school so much. Like it was my favorite school that I toured, favorite school I researched, and they just did not have my degree plan. What I loved hearing both of you talk about like visiting the campus. Oh, for sure. It's such an individual experience and just listening to you guys, you all wanted something different and actually visiting the campus is such a huge part to just the feel. Um, I don't know if y'all visited during the um, school year, like when kids were on Mm -hmm. campus or not. Did y'all go? Yes. So I went to an admitted tour. I actually went on February 22nd. So just a few days ago. So I was able to see all of the students and they had a lot of food trucks and there was a lot of events out. So I got to see a lot of the clubs on campus and that was kind of one of those solidifying factors but also if you're not able to go on a tour most colleges now offer virtual tours Mm -hmm. so that's a really good way to do it or youtube a lot of kids who are in college and they're youtubers they post like tours of their college or their dorm room Mm -hmm. and that's how i found out a lot about like schools that were really far away and just weren't feasible to travel to i don't think i've ever considered like the campus influencers sharing that stuff that's yes, and like impressive. virtual tours of yeah. dorm rooms, yeah, all kinds of things, yeah. My mom and I did that and like looked into the dorms because we went when there were no students there. Okay. So it was very empty in a sense. Yeah. Um, we did have a student like tour guide, so that was sure. cool to kind of get more of a student perspective. But we went back in July and now it's, what month is it? March? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we didn't remember anything about what we had seen. <laughs> so my mom and I were like researching like what's the dorm room size? What does it look like? Like all that kind of stuff. So we knew like what to start preparing, what to start buying, what to start looking for, all that kind of stuff. Amazon wish list for yes, your dorm is a must. Sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, oh my God. My mom's already started it. Yeah, I, started, awesome. I started mine last July. I'm ready for it. Are you yeah. kidding me? I've been. prep, baby. Yes. Yeah, I'm not that prepared. Deb, did you have an Amazon wish list? Yes, I definitely had quite a few Amazon lists. No, I was I was the same way. I was so excited. I think I had started planning my dorm like my freshman year of high school. So like it, it was it was almost that like I was just very excited. And, and this summer was a lot of fun getting prepared, like just with my mom, you know, going shopping for all the things. I definitely enjoy that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, everybody sounds like Amy said, having different experiences. How much influence? I mean, you mentioned teachers kind of told you about the school. I mean, I know that y'all have friends, you're connected in so many different ways, family members. Can you talk about like, are you, were your families in support of this? Did they want you to do different things? How did, how did you get to this point of choosing where to apply and all of that? Uh, my parents you? just, they just wanted me to be happy. Um, how I kind of discovered Midwestern was actually through like one of the Wiley Way days where they're like mapping your future and they mm-hmm. have you like research colleges. So like, that's actually how I, it works. It does. Well, they're, they're responsible <laughs> for the lessons. That was the same. Yeah. So that's actually how I figured out 
discovered this college along with the other college that I was looking into. Yeah. So that was really the biggest factor for me in finding the colleges. And then obviously my parents, my family, they just wanted me to be happy. They just mm-hmm. wanted me to find a school mm-hmm. that was affordable and was going to work for me and what I wanted. That's amazing. Yeah. So my parents have been very supportive of it. I think that it was a little bit of an adjustment for us because I never thought I was going to go to UT. <laughs> I always thought I was going to leave Texas, but I started just researching because I, did, I didn't I did want to just apply for Ivies and then not give myself that chance to look at where it was going to offer me the mm-hmm. most money and see something that was closer to home. So my family's always been really supportive of it, but I think we've always had this idea of where I'm going to go. So they've always just been very supportive with that. I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to get SAT tutors mm-hmm. and to attend like law camps over the summer. So I think that my family's been really supportive and I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome. Def? Yeah. I have to give a shout out to Wiley ISD's amazing CTE program. Um, I feel like that helped me so much in picking where I wanted to go to college. I based you know, my search and my list almost completely off of programs. Um, and through a lot of the classes I took uh, with the CT department, I, I figured out kind of early on, you know, what I wanted to go into and major in. And I think that is by far the most important part about choosing like where you go to college is that you're going into a place where you can um, do what you love and something you're passionate about. And um, so you know, taking those classes early on gave me that perspective. And, you know, since I've gotten here and I've started doing my major classes, uh, they're all things I really enjoy and I love learning and it was really important. But so cool. yeah, my parents, I guess for my parents, they were also very supportive. They, I think my whole entire life have just pushed me to always follow my interests and, and help that like guide your decisions. So that was a big part too. Do y'all know um, people that you go to school with that are struggling with this process right now or maybe don't know what interests or don't know what to do? Definitely. I feel like the truth is when you're a senior, you're 17 or 18 years old and it's really (laughs) hard to know what you're going to do with the rest of your life. I think that there are some students who knew the second they got here what they were going to do. I've always known I wanted to be a lawyer, but for other students, they don't and that's okay. You don't have to know what you want to do at 17 years old because you have 70 years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. I just think that making sure that you are actually looking into those interests and you're joining clubs and you're talking to people and you're trying to build those connections are the best way to go about it. And you can always go into general studies when you go general education, general studies when you go to college. You don't have to have a major the second you enter. And I feel like a lot of people think that and that stops them from truly exploring college. Yeah. And sometimes cost can be a barrier as mm-hmm. well. So I really liked hearing that y'all were saying, like you compared that. You mm-hmm. talked with your families about the cost and about maybe staying in state because they offered you more um, financially. So those are all things to consider for sure. Um, for me, I was the student that was super struggling with my major, what mm-hmm. I wanted to do because like masking me, I want, I do a lot of AV stuff and I do a lot of like filming and that kind of stuff. And I really do genuinely love that, but that can be a s- unstable job m- market. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really wanted like stability from my college degree and I really wanted to make sure. So I was really looking into like education and like being mm-hmm. a teacher because it was going to be more stable. So for me, it was just kind of like finding the courage to do what I wanted to do because it's it's not always the most stable but it's something that I'm gonna love and it's something Mm -hmm. that I can make stable if I go the right route in a sense yeah wow so when when you think through this Devin you've seen kids at school 
can you kind of identify the kids that you know are going to really ease into it and do well and those who struggle? Is, is it easy to see in the dorm room who's going to do well and who's not? Hey, yes. Uh, everyone lives very different lives. I feel like here, like around the dorms. So it, it's kind of hard to tell because you have to have a balance, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is you're going to have kids that uh, are students that come in and all they do is study. And then you have ones who don't do that. And then I think the ones that are best set up to succeed are uh, the students who can find the balance between that and they're getting very involved, but you know, they're still holding their studies to a priority. So, um, I feel like it's hard to see something I've learned is imposter syndrome is such a big thing mm-hmm. Can look like in front that they have everything figured out. Um, and then you actually start talking to them and asking them like, how are you doing so well? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm not doing well at all. So, um, that's that's definitely a thing going on. So, yeah, it is true. You were talking about this, and uh, uh, we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, and we were discussing the fact that if you're very studious and you're very focused academically, that sometimes you don't make room because you feel like you're going to get behind mm-hmm. or any of those kind of things. And it really is. And I'm not saying everybody shouldn't stop studying, but the unhealthy part of just, you know. They're excluding friendships, organizations, groups, and uh, just study on that because it just, it takes its emotional toll on you, right? Oh, yes. No, totally. Um, you have to, you're going to have to find a group that you can, or people you can rely on because it's, I don't know. I feel like in high school, I kind of, if I had a project or something, I could rely on myself to do it all or you know handle my own like relationships and emotions but coming to year it's it's really hard to get by you know just with yourself so it's it's very important to turn to others we've talked to a lot of students in the past about how you go from that scheduled like seven period day structured day you know your activities you know the flow of the day you know the people you're going to see every day and then all of a sudden it's oh, wow, I can pick when I want to, if I want to take an 8 a.m. class or if I want to take a 10 a.m., if I want to take classes on only Tuesday and Thursday. So just learning, like you were saying, to just make your priorities, um, what works for you to where you um, know you're going to show up to class. You know, you need this time to take a break. You know, you need this time for studying. So that scheduling is so important and knowing your priorities. I mean, that really is a big shift from high school to college. And then just one thing, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say for sure, you got to learn like, you know, how you work best. I have friends that they work best at 2 a.m. and they set their schedule around that. But I know for me, I can't do that. I have trouble focusing past 3 p.m. So, you know, I do do my schedule that way. So, yes, no big thing. And I just want to say that academic anxiety is so real. Mm. And something that I've really been focusing on this year is setting time aside from school just to really enjoy my hobbies and my friendships. And for all the students who have always been straight A students, always done the best, it's okay to get a B. I know it feels like the world's (laughs) ending and I know it feels like (laughs) it's never going to be okay again, but there are things you can do to get that up and it's okay. You have to take that time started in high school so that when you get to college, it's not overwhelming. Can you explain, I'm sorry, can you explain (laughs) um, to people that are listening that may not have ever Mm -hmm. experienced that, how you describe academic anxiety? What would be signs or symptoms that you would notice in your own self? 
So for me, last year, I struggled with this a lot. It felt like the world was caving in. If I got anything even below an 85, it Mm -hmm. felt like all of the work that I had put in for my whole high school career was so focused on one grade. If I got one bad grade, then what was it worth? Mm -hmm. But that's not realistic. You've had hundreds, if not thousands of grades in high school. So one grade is not going to be the end of the world. And it feels like that, especially if you've studied and you've worked so hard and it doesn't click. Like that happened to me for AP Physics. I was going to say the same thing. I've always been a great student. And then AP Physics came around and I got a 42 on my first test. And I was like, what is happening? And it just feels like it's not going to work. But one really good thing about Wiley ISD's teachers is they're willing to work with you so if you put in that effort they're going to put in that effort and they also especially when you get to higher academic classes they want you to succeed in mental health Mm -hmm. so really reach out to that you can also reach out to your student serve it your student advisors who Mm -hmm. are in the counseling office they're a really big um, tool that a lot of students don't know about so if you are struggling they're a great resource and I was gonna say I had the same problem last year like I took like three dual classes, AP physics. I had a job, like I had just gotten my first job. <laughs> I was doing face setters. I had French three. I, I was so stressed out and like it really just felt like there was not enough hours in the day to be able to do everything. And like you, I noticed like some of my grades kind of like weren't as high as they were originally were because I was just so burnt out and so stressed. And like it felt like when I got grades back, I wasn't doing as well and it just did not feel good. So I've definitely this year as well, Like, I didn't take an AP science class because I didn't need to. Like, I just took a regular science class. I'm only taking two dual classes. I'm not in French. And so, like, for me this year, and, like, I'm working less hours. So, this year, I could really enjoy my senior year. And I go out with friends. I hang out with my parents. I watch Mm -hmm. movies. I play games. And I've just tried, worked, I found this year a much better balance between my schooling and my personal enjoyments. Wow. You can also overdo it with clubs. Oh like my both gosh. Maddie and I are involved <laughs> in so Devin's shaking clubs. your head. Yes. Also. I like, I like there have been weeks where I just like, I'm like, okay, yes, society on Monday, NTHS and then French and then NHS and then plant. Like every lunch period is booked. It's and like, you can't. NHS on Thursdays, diversity club on Fridays, drill team 24 hours, oh my 24 God. seven. <laughs> you never have a break. And you like, sometimes it's okay to miss one meeting. It's okay to take a step back and just have time for yourself because you can't do well in school if you're not doing well yourself there yeah. like we have the option to go off campus and I very rarely get the option to yeah, go I don't campus go off campus it's like there's always something to be yeah. done something to be doing and do you have do y'all have drill team before or after before school so, okay, so I'm up we. here at 7 a.m. 7 7 a.m. and then Every sometimes day. I'm leaving around 7 p.m. just depends on the day it's it's rough the great thing is about when you do head off to college there are so many mental health oh, supports yes. um so. that almost every college um, has now. So that's great that they're recognizing the need for that mental health support. So I would encourage you guys and any (laughs) other student to seek that out if you need it um, when you actually get on the campus. Yeah, the the common room I've heard is very nice, and there's, like, coloring sheets and nice Mm -hmm. chairs. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely worth it. And I wanted to add, I think Michaela mentioned uh, something about reaching out to your teachers for help too, and and that's a skill that will follow you through college, like that has probably been my biggest like lesson I've learned. Um, reaching out to teachers, professors, uh, staff is so important. Um, I have gained like so many like 
so much benefit from, you know, showing up to office hours and talking to my teachers. And um, if that's a skill that you can start practicing in high school and trying to create those relationships, it helps you so much when you get to college and you're in those classes where, you know, <laughs> teachers don't or professors don't necessarily know your name or know your face. But if you show up to office hours and you show that you care and that you do want to do well and you're putting in effort, um, they're much more willing to work with you and help you. And, and that's that's high school and college. That's so. how I made it through AP Physics. I went in like during lunch every day and had he had to walk me through the steps every single time. Well, but... another benefit to that is like, you know, uh, Cal is at Tech and he's in the spot where he's having to apply for scholarships, internships, and the like. And being sitting in the front row, going to the classes every day, mm-hmm. and you need these people because they're going to be getting you to help you with internships. And it got him to Prague last year, That's you know, on, on an economics conference, which kind of sounds kind of boring. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to go there, I mean, you need to know these people and talk to these people because it matters. Was it scary going to your first office hours, though? Like, I think people can't picture it. Like, you're literally going, finding their literal office. It's not like their classroom. Yeah, no, it it was definitely, it threw me for a loop. Like, you have to, you know, you go up the elevator, and it is like a cubicle. Like, it's this tiny room, and, and then you're faced with your professor. Like, I think the first one I went to, it was the class had... I want to say around 100 people in it. And the professor looks like almost like this, like high and mighty like figure. And then you're like uh, walking up to their office. And um, so it, it was it, it was definitely a little, uh, I don't say frightening my first time, but I think going to office hours showed me that these are, they're just people too. Mm-hmm. And and they're professors for a reason. Like they, they do want to help and they want their students to succeed. And I'm sitting down and, and talking with them. I've had some of, the best conversations of my life. I've learned a lot. Um, you know, it, it, it's a great, great thing to do. So. That's awesome. Do you have any questions for Devin or Devin, do you have any final tips for everybody listening? I have a question about UT specifically. Are you in any clubs at UT? And if so, what would you say is your favorite part about them? So first, UT has so many clubs, like you're guaranteed to find something. But um, I've definitely joined a bunch of orgs that align towards my major. So my first semester, I was pretty involved in um, a club called WeSee, which is Women in Electrical and Computer Engineering. And that was more of just, I talked about the community and talking to people who are in your similar situation or are going through what you're going through. I think that's a really important org to get involved with. And then I also just recently joined an engineering org called Texas Guadalupe, which is a Hyperloop org. Um, We basically work on uh, Hyperloop, which is kind of a high-speed train, um, and we get to build a pod that uses... Um, electromagnetism and levitation. It's it's a cool thing. But um, So I just joined that and I'm having a lot of fun working on that. Um, and then I also, I've gone to a few, UT has a ton of cultural organizations. Um, pretty much any type of, you know, cultural uh, identity that you may have, there's something for that. So I've gone to a few events. I'm going to Holy uh, this, this weekend. Um, I'm excited about that. And so yeah, 
it's a great. I, I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> We're learning about magnetic flux right now in AP Physics too. So. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh my gosh, I, I took. I guess for Wiley High, it's AP Physics C, and I, I think it was one of my favorite classes I took in high school. Which you won't hear many oh people say. That. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they just physically <laughs> leaned back yeah, away yeah. from <laughs> Devin. Okay. I no. Like, shout out to Dr. Howe. He's he's amazing, but. No, enjoy it. I mean, those type of classes are what sets you up to do well in college. I, I think back to, um, you know, AP Physics C, AP Calculus, um, all of those type of classes. Um, they were they felt really challenging in the moment, but uh, I'm very grateful that I took them now that I'm here because I think if I wouldn't have, then it might have made my first semester a lot more challenging. So. They teach you how to fail, which is really important. That is very yes. true. That is so true. Well, you know, that's the thing. We always talk about self-esteem and the self-esteem movement. And one of the things about self-esteem is they always say that pain's bad and move away from pain because pain's going to hurt. And uh, so you can make an excuse for it. But learning how to handle and uh, working through a problem is the key to success. And I mean, so what in lieu of handling that pain, what you do is you sort of get enabled by it and say, well, I can't do anything around it because Mm -hmm. I've got to avoid the pain. Yeah. And you guys don't do that. I mean, you are the captains of your clubs and you're the kings of uh, queens of industry. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever worry about that. But, you know, you've been able to make that balance. A lot of people can't. Yeah. And the only way you learn is through failing. So okay. just yep. remember that. So you, you never learn anything when you succeed. So. <laughs> it's, it's so important That's... to fail. I've definitely found that failing has helped given me this like strength and the courage to keep trying because like I didn't make the team freshman year for drill team. And, like, that was one of the hardest experiences mm. I've ever had in my entire life because it's, like, you really, really want it and you don't get it. And it yeah. sucks. But yeah. I think kind of moving on, I've learned how to deal with it and how to just kind of put on a smile and keep going and keep pushing and just keep working to get better to the point where I did make it the next year because it's just you got to keep going and just learning from it. That's impressive. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> kind of I relating try. to you on the drill team aspect. Oh, I tried out for officer, well, our sergeants my sophomore year, and I didn't make it. And this was the first time that I'd ever been rejected from anything. <laughs> and I kind of had lived in this, I lived in this bubble of like, oh, okay, so I know what I'm doing. I'm confident in it. And it's a self-esteem hit because you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Why wasn't I good enough? And it's not necessarily that. It's sometimes that your strengths aren't in that particular area. Mm-hmm. And sometimes rejection is redirection and it just shows you a different path. So mm. honestly, sometimes you got to take it with a grain of salt and just keep pushing. You just got to take like 24 hours, wallow a little bit. And then <laughs> I literally like earlier today did not make a dance because we tried out for this morning and I'm just like, oh, here I am. Oh, we're working, we're going. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Just keep pushing. Those tryouts will like, ruin your day. It does. It yeah. ruins your day so well, much. And you had softball. So I mean, striking out in softball is the worst thing ever, right? Oh, for sure. Softball is a game of failure. So I definitely, definitely went through that a lot. And I mean, I I think you guys were talking about your own experiences with, with failure. And my first semester I I got, I came to UT, we had our career fair and, and that was, that was rejection after rejection. And it's not even that like, you know, I was I was looking for something in particular, but you know, you get all dressed up, you print out your resume, you have your folder, and you're you're walking up to all the recruiters, and you're putting yourself out there, and and you're just getting like turned down to your face, and and it's something you're gonna face a lot, and you just kind of have to learn to 
to keep pushing and move on and you know great great thing to do so so cool. Amanda, this was a great time. I know. <laughs> it's 30 minutes it. and, you know, we try to keep these at this time. You yeah. Know, you're probably trying to talk, tired of talking to us anyway. <laughs> but, um, you know, guys, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the people you're becoming and the, and the things that you do. And, you know, you've helped pave this way for the kids in Wiley to be successful. You know, Dev and you guys, I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. uh, you're a standard. And, I mean, that standard that you've set for others from your, your words and your conversations, but but more than anything, your actions, man. You, I'm very, very proud of y'all. And I, I look forward to your success. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Longhorns. I mean, I have to now that y'all are in that spot, you know, so it's where I'm at. So there we go. Anything else that we need to? Uh... No, just thank y'all so much. And we'll, we really treasure everything you've said. Thank you for bringing up the teachers and relationships and counselors because it really does take everybody helping each other. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.